Grant and Elena Cardone. I've known them for 13 years and I put Grant and Elena on my podcast over 10 years ago. Wow. That's awesome. And, yeah. I was, he, they, he was, um, I think I was the first podcast that he ever did. And we did eight shows together. Wow. And then we put on Elena and we did shows about having a relationship and a marriage and how that works. So I, yeah, we've been friends for a very long time. I love them. You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and we have a very exciting interview here for you today. We try to make all the interviews exciting. Let's just be real here. But today specifically, you guys know how much I love mindset, how much I love the brain and the mind, and just I'm really fascinated by how it all works. And um, one of the guests that I've had on the show before, Emmy, uh, introduced me to my next guest who, shout out Emmy. Emmy's just, he's awesome. Um, he's done so much for me and I appreciate him. But um, I got on the phone with my next guest because like I said, we, we do vet our guests quite a bit and make sure that they're legit and they actually know what they're talking about. And my next guest, she starts talking to me about what she's doing and what she's done and how she's so focused on all these different things that has to do with the mind and how she's trying to help people. And, and I was like, this is so incredibly cool. So we had to reschedule the interview several times to make it work between all of us, but we got it down and I'm so, so excited for it. So without further ado, I'm going to bring her on strap in, uh, Carrie Kasem. Welcome to think different theory. I appreciate you being on here. Thanks for having me, Josh. And I have to give a shout out to me too. He's so awesome. I love that guy. Him and his wife, Amy, they are rock stars. Yeah. Well, we've had them both on the show before separate, separate interviews. Uh, Cause they're very different topics of expertise, but Amy, that dude is connected. Oh, I know. <laughs> like how, how did you, so how did you meet Emmy? Like, how did you get to know? I mean, besides the fact that, you know, he probably reached out to you, but <laughs> no, actually it's funny. My friend Jamie said, Oh, you have to meet this guy. He, you know, uh, he's doing, you know, this Forbes article thing and you should be in it. You know, you're, you, in what you were talking about my company breakthrough naturally and what I do and said, Oh, I'll give him a call. And w since that phone call, it's, we, we, he's just like, we hit it off. He's so awesome. He's so brilliant. I've yeah. learned so much from him. So yeah, he, he's great. And he's one of those people that like, once you're in his like circle and once you, you're kind of friends, you can just call him for anything and he'll just call you up just to see how you're doing. And I'm like, you know, so many people, I don't know how you make time for all this. I asked him one time, I was like, what do you do? Because you're, you have your hands on so many stuff. He goes, Josh, I sit on the phone all day and I meet people. And I'm like, yeah. That's that's pretty accurate because I'm constantly getting stuff from him. So shout out Emmy. Okay, Carrie, how yeah. are you? How's how's <laughs> life right now? You're you're in California. Yes. Is everybody California, freak, freaking out quarantine. out there? Yeah. Um, you know, I have a whole different take on this, so I I definitely feel people you know should protect their health and wash yeah. their hands all that stuff but i look at it i look at it statistically i don't watch the news i believe the news um because i'm in it because i've been in media for 22 years Ooh. because i've delivered the news before and i know how super um hyped up and exaggerated things can be for ratings and you know hearing people having people write me and tell me i'm you know on the verge of my panic attacks again my wife is freaking out i don't know what to do what do i mean literally having panic attacks because of these headlines, because of the irresponsible reporting of the news yeah. and how they report it. Uh, so I just look at facts, you know, so I'm looking yeah. at, and I'm not saying this isn't a bad, you know, flu virus, but right. it's 98 to 99% survivable. Right, right. Pandemic. We didn't do that when the Ebola virus was here, right? <laughs> um, 50, 60, 70,000 people die every year of the influenza. Well, and yet- and that's and what's crazy is I was actually on Harvard and sorry I don't mean to interrupt you there but I was on uh, harvardhealth.edu like the official Harvard Health website and uh, I actually said this on a podcast earlier um 
you know, don't forget about the flu. While the news of a novel and deadly virus spreading across the globe may be terrifying, it's important to recognize that there's another more familiar virus in the country that we need to be concerned about. According to the CDC, the flu has already produced 51 million cases this year, including 55,000 deaths, deaths. There's like less than a thousand in America from the coronavirus. So it's just, it's, um, quite, it's quite a little over a hundred, a little over a hundred. Yeah. Like that's, so it's, perspective oh my cat has decided to join us we welcome the cat we welcome the cat he's photobombing that's totally photobombing that's so funny oh my god hi okay okay so uh yeah anyway so i have a little bit of a different take on it and um, because i've done shows anywhere from i had a show called the red pill podcast which kind of we had experts on uh anything dealing with conspiracy that was yeah. such a fun i and bet. believe it or not yeah it was such a fun show to do there's some things that these people have told me that are happening now this was 12 years ago really right? so, yeah and things are happening now so you can't poo poo them too much you know Entirely, like, yeah. there's, people go down the rabbit hole a little too far sometimes but i like to look at everything yeah i like to look at statistics people are like well what about italy this is what's going to happen to us people don't look that in the last couple of decades, Italy has had some of the worst cases of flu take wiping out people, right? So if you're going to have a harsher flu, it's going to wipe out more people there because that is what yeah. happens in Italy. People, unfortunately, it looks like more people die there of influenza than anywhere else. Yeah. So when you have another um, type of flu virus that's harsher, yeah, yeah. it's going to- Well, and they have such an old population as well. Yeah. 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 And that's sure. another thing that's odd. You're finding a lot of the elderly being taken out, but it's not hitting children. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So many. Something interesting. So many questions about that. Okay. So now I'm curious for, for those people that have no idea who you are, because I had no idea who you were until, you know, actually uh, me introduced us. What What's your background? And I guess more specifically, what circle of, of people do you run in? Because I know there's like the Russell Brunsons, there's the Grant Cardones, there's the Gary Vaynerchuks, the Ty Lopez. And everybody kind of has their own circle and they all kind of congregate right. at the top. Right. But like what? What and then there's outside of digital marketing, outside of entrepreneurship. Like, what circle do you best associate with it, it per se? Like, who are some of the leaders in that space that you run with? So for me, Grant and Elena Cardone, I've known them for 13 years, and I put Grant and Elena on my podcast over 10 years ago. Wow, that's awesome. And, yeah, I was. He, they, he was. Um, I think I was the first podcast that he ever did and we did eight shows together wow and then we put on elena and we did shows about having a relationship and a marriage and how that works so i yeah we've been friends for a very long time i love them that's awesome they're some of the most powerful ethical amazing people i have ever met uh so you you cannot go wrong listening to grant or elena you cannot go wrong they are amazing human beings i i love so, that yeah. i love that and and i will say um I have listened to Grant for four years now, and his teachings and trainings about money have totally and radically, fundamentally changed my my view. I used to have a little bit of money in uh, in the stock market. Uh, once I started listening to him, no money in the stock market, uh, real estate, like things like that. Like he has fundamentally shifted my uh, view of money and success. And obviously, I mean, you're going to get haters no matter what. But and, and but the way that he leads, the way that he carries himself. And I think with, one of the things that's interesting about Grant is Grant can say a lot of the stuff that he says because he lives it. You know what I mean? Sure. And I think yeah. that that's something that we all need to realize is that like, you can't say some of those things and get away with it because if you're not living in that way, like that dude is a committed, and Elena as well. I mean, she's a, that's a powerful woman. You know yes. what I mean? And well, and they attract powerful women. That's why, I mean, I'm sure that you're friends with them because you're a powerful woman. So um, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they, you're, and you're very right about that. They, they, they live the way they talk and speak and write. They, they, they don't veer from that. This isn't something where it's like smoke and mirrors. Hey guys, do this, do this. That's not how we live. And there's a lot of people in that space that do that. So I'm, you know, that's why I really, I, I love them is they're, they're very ethical. I love that. I love that. So let's get into your background and kind of what you do, because I think that th this is a, there's a You're fascinating, stuck. I can't see you. Oh no, there we are. Are we back? Oh, there you go. Okay. We're back. Um, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. your background and what you do here, because I'm fascinated by this. We talked briefly on the phone, but I, I want to dive into further. So give the listeners a background of you and however long you want to take, two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you need to kind of recap them to where you've gotten today. And then we'll kind of dive further into that. Sure, sure. I've been a talk radio host for 22 years. Uh, radio uh, has been like my lifeblood. I love it. I love talking to people. I love, and you know, I used to really love arguing with people (laughs) anymore. I like to state my opinions. Uh, but I, I, uh, yeah, I've been doing that for a very long time. My biggest show, I think if people were to know who I was would have been, um, it's called six Sense with Nikki six. Nikki six was the founder of the band Motley Crue. And we did a show for almost five years together, a syndicated show with iHeartRadio. And that was super fun. I got to go on the road with all my favorite 80s bands. So I literally in a bus with, you know, Nikki and then the 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 rest of the band. And it was so much fun. I mean, the, each each person had their own bus, but we were on tour with Kiss. And I mean, I mean, there was, oh gosh, the New York Dolls. And oh my gosh, I mean, I can't even, there were so many That's that we went so on tour cool. with. But it was, it was a dream because I all wanted to do that yeah I always wanted to be with the cool chick so (laughs) that's super cool uh that was such a fun show awesome so radio um but I've done everything yeah yeah tons of radio shows tons of different topics right now I've been doing a law show it's it's mostly like life and law on KBC here for six and a half years in in California um I also have done several tv shows including i did um mtv i did mtv here i did mtv in asia wow. i did the eat channel spike tv yes yeah, so i've been all over i've um i did america's funniest home videos for europe so i did a lot of hosting right i've done a lot of this but when um something tragic happened to me and my family and that was um almost seven years ago my stepmother told us that we'd never see our dad again. She was not a kind woman. She was never a kind woman. She never liked us from the beginning. And they were married a very long time. And we always kept things separate. We'd always see my dad without her. He'd come to our houses. We'd go there. But we would. she didn't want to be a part of our lives. So, um, and this happens a lot, believe it or not. It's not, it huh. doesn't just happen to people who have a lot of money. It doesn't happen to famous people. It doesn't, my dad happened to be, both very famous and he had a lot of money. Um, so if people uh, remember Casey Kasem from American Top 40, he created the American Top 40 countdown, which Ryan Seacrest now does. Wow. Um, but also the voice of Shaggy on Scooby Doo for 30 years. Your so dad? He did 350 different. Wait, what? Your dad was the voice of Shaggy? I can't hear you. You broke up. Oh, again. no. Oh, no. Are, are we back? Oh, oh. no. Are we here? Okay, you are. Okay, okay, okay. again because you com- it completely went weird. Okay, so your dad was the the voice of Shaggy on Scooby Doo. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, he did over three hundred and fifty cartoon voices. Wow, like, he was a huge humanitarian. Yeah, he was one of the first vegans. Um, so he nobody knew what that was in the eighties, like a vegan, a ve- and nobody, <laughs> like, nobody could say what it was. I when I was twelve, I became vegan. And so we had a mostly a house full of vegetarians for the most part. My mom and my mom wouldn't go vegetarian, but my my brother was on and off. <laughs> so, and this is when it wasn't the popular thing to do, right? So my dad was ahead of his time. He was my hero. He was everything I wanted to be. And when you're told that you can't see your dad anymore, and you literally close the gates of the house and you fire the staff, and you call the police and they can't help you. And you call Adult Protective Services and they can't help you. Why? Because he's in a residential home. And if the wife says, no, you're not coming in, they can trespass you. It's, 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 it, wow. believe it or not, when you turn 18 in this country, you have no rights to see your parents if there's an uncooperative caretaker. None. Zero. Wow. If they're in a residential home or an assisted living. Hospitals are different and so are nursing homes. You have a bill of, you have a patient's bill of rights and you can get in to see them using that. But if they're in a residential home and there's an uncooperative caretaker, you're not getting in to see them. And I'm like, this is not happening. There's no way. So uh, I held a protest. I got all of his friends. I brought his family out from Michigan. And it was a very quiet, peaceful protest. No slander, nothing. It's all over YouTube. You can find it. Because I knew if we protested outside of her house, she would 
she she can't tell the truth. So she would say everything she did say that we destroyed her front lawn, that we trampled her flowers, that we we tried to break in. But I knew she'd do this, so I set up a full camera and had a cameraman take the whole thing. Oh my god! <laughs> none of it. So when she started the lying court, we're like, yeah, here we are. We did none of that. <laughs> um. Anyway, I fought. Uh, a fight that I was told I wouldn't win by my own two lawyers, which I eventually, uh, I eventually fired. My brother and sister stopped fighting. I told them to get out of my way. They signed a contract with my stepmother, stating that if they were they stopped fighting for him and stopped taking her to court, she would let them see my dad, which never happened. So I continued to fight. It took me eight months. I won an impossible case. There's a, it's a whole story. I talk about this. I go around um, the nation talking about and creating awareness about this type of elder abuse. But yeah, so I started a foundation called Case and Cares and I help people go through this. I've been doing a documentary for six years, following people uh, who, you know, their own family members or guardians stop them from seeing mom and dad in the last year or two years of life. And some make it, some get to see their parents again, some don't. So the laws have got to change here. And so what I did while I was fighting for my dad in court I was going up to the state capitol and lobbying to change the law. So wow. I, my stepdad helped me, um, Assemblyman Mygato helped me, uh, my lawyer at the time helped me write the bill, and we all got together. And I all I did was I quit my job, Six Cents, the big syndicated show where I was making a lot of money, quit it. And all I did was focus full time on getting the law changed and seeing my dad. And it, it took me eight months, but I, I did it. I, I won the case. I won guardianship over my dad um, and I eventually changed the law. But uh, when I did win the case, my stepmother took my father out of the place she was hiding him and took him to three different states. And when I went and I found him in Washington state and I tried to use my court case that I had won, they said, that's not valid here. So I had to fight all over again. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I won that too, but she had killed him during the, the trip. She had, he had no, not enough hydration, not enough water, um, not enough meds. And so when we got in the hospital, he didn't make it. Oh my but gosh. Was, I am so sorry. That's so crazy. It's, it's, it's a horrible, tragic situation. Believe it or not, people deal with this daily, thousands and thousands of people. There's a whole movie on it. Um, if you want to watch it, it's, it's, it's similar to my story. It's called The Guardians. And it really explains what's happening in America. People doing this. Why for is spite, for what, money. what's the yeah, I was going to say, like, what's the logic behind that? Why is the law that way? Why is this allowed to happen? Um, you know. I, I, I all I can think of is maybe when the laws were made, people weren't this evil to each other. Yeah, this cruel to each other. I, I don't know, because the, there is not uh, enough protection for adult children. There's not enough protection for the elderly in this country. They're being used as human ATM machines. They're being over-medicated. They're being thrown in subpar facilities and their accounts are being drained a lot of time by people they don't even know. You don't work your whole life to give money to attorneys and guardians you've never met. You, you, you work and you wanna give money to your kids or to your grandkids or to philanthropic you know endeavors, but not to people who've come in who've vilified the children, which they do, they immediately vilify the children, they make them all bad, any of the friends bad, uh, and then they remove them from the home, sell the property, sell everything, get into the will and estate plans and decimate everything. And this happens all the time. It's in the movie, The Guardians. So if you, you know, we're all home for a while, yeah. watch, the movie, watch the movie, you'll see what's going on, but this could happen to any of us and all of us are getting older. Our grandparents, you know, our, our mom and dad, this is happening and it's terrifying. Now it's finally starting to come out. There are TV shows on it. There's movies on it, but I've changed the law in, um, for me and my team, 12 states, wow. and then nine others have taken our law and adopted it. So we have 21 states that have the Case and Cares Visitation Bill in it, or a version of it. Congratulate! That is just phenomenal. Uh, congratulations on that. That is quite the accomplishment. I didn't realize that this was... I, I mean, I had... So I have grandparents who actually they live out in California. So um, look at that. I mean, you've probably done them a great service. But like my parents as well, I mean, uh, just think about not being able to see them. So quick backstory just side note I lost my brother in a helicopter crash last year and it was like a freak accident so we had to go through that the whole thing of death right and 
That was a new experience for me. I had never experienced a family member dying that wasn't a, you know, a grandfather that was very, very old or, you know, something like that. And so I can't even imagine having somebody at the end of their life knowing that, th that they're getting older, that they're getting that stage and not being able to see them, not being able to like, that's insane. I just didn't realize that that was a, 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 such an issue. It's a huge issue. And let me say, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry about your brother. That is, that's appreciate just it. horrible. Absolutely horrible. Um, yeah, it's, it's one thing to lose a parent when they're in their 80s and they know they've lived the most, most incredible best life ever. And my dad did. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'd regret. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe one thing. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> for the most part, <laughs> I don't think he, he'd have any regrets. And um, But it's different when he was somebody young and somebody that shouldn't shouldn't go, you yeah. know? So, no, I'm for sorry. sure. Well, and I, and I appreciate that. It means a lot. Yeah. He was my older brother. Um, I'm the oldest alive now. So I had one older brother. Um, and then I have younger siblings as well, but he was out in Denver and, um, he, he was big in the foster care system. So the opposite end of the spectrum. And so actually when, um, when he passed, uh, the Senate floor did, a, um, a moment of silence for him. Cause he was very, very involved in that, that whole system. And they passed legislation out there to help the foster care system in his name, um, as kind of an honor. Cause he was there. So, uh, very, familiar with that side of things and it's really cool to see like it's really cool to see people like you that are actually using their power and their influence to actually go create change and positivity around it oh thank you and it sounds like your brother was pretty amazing too so. he was a pretty awesome dude just pretty awesome yeah. okay i i, I want to focus on and kind of transition this into the more entrepreneurial side of this or, or the more mindset side of this because like you're a powerful woman. Holy cow. I mean, you fought tooth and nail. You get stuff done. Like people, we need more of that in the world, right? I mean, we need people that are going to stand up for what they believe in, whatever, but the mindset, the mentality that goes into something like that, how is that cultivated? Like, how did you get to a point when you're like, I don't care if everybody said, I don't care if my family's given up on him. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to follow through on this. How did, how did you breed that? How did you cultivate that and become that type of person? You're stuck again. Oh no, can you hear me? Yeah, how did you cultivate that? I saw, I heard that. Perfect. Okay, so um, I, I'll tell you something. I've always been somebody who's had that kind of like train mentality. You just go, you go, you go, you go, you go, you know? Right. Um, but when this happened to my dad, when this, when he was taken away from me and I was told you're never gonna win a case, Oh, we can't help you. There's nothing you can do. There was something that went literally changed in me. Hmm. There was a fire in me that I didn't think I had. And I'll tell you something. If I would have known I had that in me from my, you know, my late teens, early 20s, I'd be the president of a billion dollar company. <laughs> I'd be the number one radio host. I'd, I didn't realize I had that in me until you were up against something that is taking the most precious thing away from you. Or they're saying, you know, it, it wasn't just like losing a job or a friend or this and that. That was my dad, you know? So and, and that may be different for everybody. It could be your brother. It could be your kid. It yeah. could be whoever is, you know, and, and my dad fought for me he he believed in me he he is the reason why i am who i am today and so when he needed help i was not going to let him down i would have let hmm. you know people said you're going to lose your house she's going to sue you uh you're going to you, you know you're going to lose your job what are you going to do i i didn't care and that point was I didn't care if I lose everything because I knew I could build it back up again. Yeah. It didn't matter. It was, I am going to win this case no matter what. And that was the mentality I had. And with and anybody who told me different, I got out of my life. <laughs> anybody who was, who gave me a, like, be realistic, get out of here. Realistic. That's, you know, right. you can be real. You can live your realistic life in your realistic house with your realistic job. That's not who I am. I, I want to play a bigger game, yeah. you know? And a lot of my family members were saying that to me. So I just kind of got everybody, I said, get out of my way. And it was this mindset of you're not, you know, going to lose this. That's what I tell myself. This is not, I am going to win. And that was all I just knew I would. 
I don't know how to explain it. I knew I was going to win this case and I did it. And I knew, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I'd see my dad again. And I did. So there, it was that mentality of mm. nothing else and no, what, what anybody says, what anybody tells me matters. It's what I think. That's so inspiring. And I didn't have a doubt. Now, if you have, if you have these doubts, you have little doubts, like you want something to happen. Hmm? I just said that's what? so. I just said that's so inspiring. Oh, thank you. You know, when you have, when you, when there's something that you want, and something that you're looking at, and you might have your vision board, you might be writing stuff down every night, but if you have a doubt in your head, that's gonna stop it. Yeah. It's gonna stop it. It puts energy out there, and it puts a block. It literally will block you. So if you have a doubt, get rid of it. Find a way to get rid of it, whatever it may be, whatever, however way you work, get rid of the doubts when you want something so badly. And don't be afraid of hard work. Don't be afraid of being tired. I cannot tell you, people are like, how do you keep going? How do you, when you have that momentum, when you have, when you're changing laws in state by state, when you're beating people in court that you, you know, you shouldn't, you have no, <laughs> you know, I, I, everything against you and you're winning. There's, it just keeps you going. So it, make your little, whatever it is, your company, your relationship, whatever you're doing, whenever you have a little win, celebrate it make it fuel you keep going and that's something you and i talked about josh was what you know uh my my other company breakthrough naturally and what really i think motivated me was somebody telling me a doctor telling me i had all these different mental illnesses i had this i had that i had that and my gut feeling saying yeah, that's not right. I'll try these meds, but that doesn't seem right to me. Trying these meds uh, yeah. and getting so sick. Yeah. Like physically sick, more emotionally sick. And watching the elderly be put on medical restraints, meaning they're overdosing the elderly so they don't have to take care of them in nursing homes. So they don't, so that they can get them to sign over their will and estate plans. I see it all the time. And I'm like, something's got to change. We've got to make this, this, this healthcare and the, the mental healthcare. Uh, we've got, we've got to make a big change there because giving pills to people and it's not working. It's not working. No, I, I 100% agree with that. I think that there, there's a massive, massive problem there. And I, and I do want to get into that really quickly, though. Before we, before we go there, I want to wrap up or, and ask you a question about the mindset uh, side of things here. One of the things that you said was like there was this, this fire inside of you and you're like, I am going. There is not a doubt in my mind. I will win this case, right? I will do that. I think one of the things that I've learned in my journey of like learning mindset, and I'm a big, big mindset nerd and, and studying belief and identity and, and how it all works or whatnot. But I think one of the things that really stuck out to me about what you said was you've have, you had a really, really clear vision. Like you had a very specific ob objective that you were trying to accomplish. And I think that one of the things that people lack, and I'm curious to know your thoughts on this, is that they don't really know what they want. And when you don't know what you want, it's really easy to doubt that anything's possible. So true. So true. If you do not have a clear vision of what you want and where you're going, you're never going to get there. Never going to get there. And I think that's why people lose whatever, a court case, their business, their relationship. You have to have a vision. And if it's off or it's going, change it. Doesn't mean you have to stick with the first thing that came to your mind and this is the way it has to be. No. Have it's making a decision. You do not make a decision and stick by that decision. You're in big trouble. So, you know, a lot of people like sit there on, on a maybe or what if, or, you know, I like this. No, 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 no. Make a decision, you know, create a plan and go for it. If it needs to change, make another decision, change it and go that way. But if you're not clear minded on what and where you want to go, you're not going to get there. It's yeah. just not going to happen. I love that. That's so, and, and that's so powerful and so true. And I think that people, people really need to stop. 
people are always looking for the quick win. They're looking for like, how do I make the million bucks? How do I get, you know, get a million followers? How do I do X? How do I, whatever the thing is, but like making a million dollars. Okay. Maybe that is your goal, but you're not going to get there by doing a, Hey, how do I quick make a million bucks? Right? Like there's gotta be some very clear place where you want to go. And I think that's super, super powerful. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's really important. Shifting back, uh, shifting back over to the health side of things and the brain side of things and this, I'm curious to know your story on that. So dive into that a little bit further, if you would, when did you get diagnosed with these things or diagnosed by the doctor? And like, how did that change everything for you? So in my twenties, you kind of stuck. Uh, can you hear me? I can tell you. I apologize. I'm not sure what's going on. We, we usually do not have this issue. So I'm not, not sure what's going on. I've never had this. Yeah. Before. I don't know if it's me or you, but I have full bars. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I know I usually don't either. So I don't know. Maybe it's just today. Maybe it's just uh, today. We'll make it work though. We'll make it work. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, in, in my twenties, I just felt exhausted. I couldn't focus, depressed, just not, I was not happy. Now that doesn't mean, you know, that comes a lot with just being in your twenties, yeah. <laughs> <At least> 20, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, but I, it was extra, extra bad for me. So I, I went to a doctor and in 20 minutes, this doctor told me I had ADD, depression, uh, a whole slew of things. Oh, in 20 this, minutes. Got, and I'm sure he was able to diagnose in 20 that. Minutes, yeah. I was diagnosed, no blood test. No, never asked me about, do, Hey, do you have food allergies? How do you sleep at night? What is your diet? Do you have any vitamin deficiencies? Nothing. Wow. Not one thing. He, he gave me all these medications for mental illnesses. I did not have, and I'll tell you why I didn't have them. Uh, after I took them and they made me extremely sick physically and emotionally, like I was, I got worse. I did mm. not, nothing made it better. It got really bad. It lasted for a while and I'm like, this is this this stuff's deadly. I, I took it back. I said, I'm not, I won't be taking this. I went to a doctor, and this is this is this took a few months. This isn't just boom, boom, boom. I right. just kept trying to figure out what was going on with me. So I went to a doctor and he took my blood and he said, Look, you are severely anemic. That's not enough iron in your blood, meaning wow. there's not enough oxygen going to your heart or your head. What does that mimic? ADD, you can't focus. You can't think. You're all over the place. You have no oxygen. You don't have the oxygen you need going to your brain, right? Wow. So um, depression as well. I was low, low, low on D vitamin. D vitamin, I mean, that is one of the essential vitamins you need for emotional health, brain health. Magnesium, I was super low in. So I, and I also had these food allergies. So no, this guy could care less. He thought it was here when it was here. It was going on in my body. It wasn't going on in my head. So when I handled all of these deficiencies, I started to feel better. I started Imagine my that. brain, started, <laughs> you know, so I started researching a lot into health. I was, I, you know, being a vegan for so long, I don't think I was a vegan, uh, a he very healthy vegan for a very long time. And I think it left me with deficiencies. Now I'm, I'm, you know, I, you have to supplement when you're a vegan, you have to, have to, have to. So are you uh, vegan now? I do that now. Yes. And so I, I'm once in a while, I'll have something, if something has dairy in it. I, I used to be so strict and I used to tell people what, I'm not like that anymore at all. You know, I, 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 if your diet works for you and you're happy, cool. I, I, for me, I can't, I can't do it, but I'll have, if there's something with a little dairy in it, I'll, I'll, I'll have that now. I'm not that crazy, but, yeah. um, for the most part, yes, I'm plant. I'm, I'm, I live on a plant-based diet. All my vitamins are plant-based. I feel great. My brain works. Um, I was diagnosed a year ago with Lyme disease and, oh wow. Uh, yeah, that, because I was wondering, I'm like, what's going on with me? Why am I tired? Why can't I remember things? Why am I having pain all over my body? And this has been going on for a while. Hmm. And it would get better with certain things, vitamin drips, um, different types of therapy, hormone therapy. That I, I went through everything. I went through all this stuff. And that's what people with Lyme do go through, tons of doctors and tons of yeah. different modalities. That they, they, it doesn't really help. But uh, I found something... Um, from Hungary, these liquid oxygen baths that you lay in, they're called cocoon. Hmm. 
Hmm. And I did it for six weeks and it saved my life. Like I have, I I have a little bit of pain in my hips, but nowhere else in the body. My memory is back. My energy is back. So if you, you know, isn't that crazy? I am so in. Holistic healing is just this fascinating thing. So quick, quick backstory. I'm a big, uh, I'm big into believing that there is a definitely a place for modern medicine. There's definitely a place for doctors, but like I try to stay away from it as much as possible. My sister, when she was seven years old, uh, had epilepsy. She was having seizures every eight minutes. Uh, we, we go to Cleveland clinic, uh, at, I mean, she's seven years old, right? So Number one doctor in the world happens like our local doctor happened to know that just by the grace of God, right? Happened to know this, this child epilepsy doctor. We take my sister to Cleveland clinic. Uh, he diagnoses her. She's there for three days, studies the whole nine yards. He looks at my parents and goes, no idea what's wrong with your daughter. Can't fix it. She's going to have epilepsy for the rest of her life. Seizures for the rest of her life. Sorry. There's nothing we can do. So my mom and dad are like, uh, okay, that's not going to. Kind of like you, that's not going to stop us, right? So my mom yeah. went and through diet, the ketogenic diet is the one that she found through weighing out things and figuring out how the brain works and figure this holistic dietary healing. And within a year, she had no seizures. Within two years, she was back to a completely normal human being in diet. And now, I mean, she's, uh, I think she just turned 17 uh, or 16, just turned 16, I think. And totally normal, right? Like just, yeah. it is, which yes. is just crazy. It's just so nuts that like, and, and I'm not here to bash doctors, but it's just, it's one of those things where the body is an amazing thing. And when you just control what goes into it, you can have incredible results. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, you know, good for her for being persistent, saying there's another way. So many people have uh, go to doctors and just believe it. That's it. Okay. And if I would have done that, I'd be stuck on this medication. Uh, Probably, I mean, hold up in a room or or in a hospital, you know, but instead I said, "Uh uh-uh, this isn't the way. I don't care that you're a doctor, you know, but you didn't do things the right way. You didn't check everything. You know, when it, when you do no harm, you take, you, you, you take that oath. And, and instead of listening, there's so many times I have brought things to doctors and said, look, this works. And they're like, oh, okay. I actually had one doctor tell me, um, and it's really upsetting because it was a family member. I, uh, I, my friend had cancer. She had stage four pancreatic cancer. And uh, she, it's in UCLA, all of her labs are there. This isn't like, oh, somebody telling me the story. She had stage four cancer. They told her she had four months to live. That's it. She went and she did the oxygen therapy from Hungary. She went and she did it. She did it for six months. When she came back, she had, it was um, like a centimeter that they they took out of her. And um, when they did, it was benign. She had no more cancer left. They were like, oh, it's a miracle. Oh, it's a fluke. One doctor's like, I want to study this. And when he started studying it and he saw that it was working, they didn't want any, any part any part of it. UCLA didn't want any part of it. So, I mean, that's like, well, okay. So you look at other different forms of therapies that may work. It doesn't work 100% of the time. It's not right. a cure-all, but it worked for her. Yeah. And if there's somebody who's at stage four plus, you're going to tell them they're going to die at least give them another, hey, try right. this. Right. You know, when people are so afraid of being sued or so afraid of not getting their grants from the pharmaceutical companies that they don't go out and, and tell people, hey, well, this worked for one patient. I'm not saying it's going to work for you, but there's hope here. None of that. You don't get that in the medical world. You don't even get, one One guy told me, I told him the story and then I said, you know, I said, yeah, she, she doesn't have it anymore. She's it's been 10 years. She does not have cancer. And he said, well, then she must not have had cancer in the first place. That's, 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 that's what it, what you get from doctors. Yeah. It's so. just so frustrating because it's all tied to money and it's all tied to power and control. And it's one of those things where, I mean, I, I don't, I, and guys for full transparency, I have no idea Carrie's political beliefs or religious beliefs or anything like that. I'm a very, like I'm more libertarian than anything else, but like I inevitably believe that the government just needs to, huh? Am I there? Am I gone? Not gone? Huh? Yeah, yeah, 
Okay, we're here. <laughs> Guys, well, I don't know, not know what's going up with the, the thing today. I can still see you, so hopefully on my side of things, it still all comes through. Um, I can hear you perfectly, okay, but perfect. you're frozen but that's fine okay well i'm you're not frozen on my side so i can see you so we're gonna keep rocking and rolling here uh okay. but I, i'm i'm libertarian more more so than anything else i tend to vote republican but like i just believe in small government right i believe the government should stay out of things i think the private sector is the answer to everything uh the medical field though is this weird it's this weird thing where you can't leave it entirely up to the private sector because there's terrible, awful people out there that will take advantage of that. But at the same sure. time, you can't put it into the hands of the government because they're like the most inefficient, terrible like thing, you know, on the flip side of that. What like do you have a solution or like what what needs to be done or do we even know? I mean, I've had doing radio and doing a law show in yeah. Los Angeles. We've had doctors on, you know, with lawsuits and this and that. And it's like, you know why are they not giving you a full spectrum of different things you can do? Why is it just one way? Why are they not teaching, you know, um, different forms of healthcare in hospitals that work? Yeah. That have worked for centuries. You know, it, there's things that may work for some that don't work for others. Give them the alternative. But it's not like that. Why? Because the pharmaceutical companies don't make money off of holistic or or um, doesn't even have to be holistic. They could be therapies that have been around forever, but they can't put them in a pill and sell them to you. They can't put poison in your body. They can't whatever it may be that the pharma pharmaceuticals, you know, are doing. They can't make money off of certain things. So. They ban it. it, it I don't understand it. I don't get I don't get it, but there are people who do think outside the box. And there are people who go, you know what? My doctor's smart and I, I you know, I respect that. And that's, that's good for his other patients. But for me, you know, I'm going to try this other way. Yeah. And there are people that do that and they sometimes save their own lives doing yeah. that. And I've seen a lot of that with different therapies. Yeah. Um, but they are definitely frowned upon by, by, the medical industry. Yeah, I think the lesson here is that do your own research, educate yeah. your own self, get a second, third, fourth, fifth opinion, and not just a not from the same community. Go elsewhere, you know. Tr yeah, figure I mean, that out. Mm. You know, there are a lot of times people back in the 1930s. There was a man named Dr. Rife, and he was curing people with something called a Rife machine, and it was at UCLA. And this is 30s and 40s. He was telling uh, the, the, the school to give him all of the hospital to give him all of their stage four uh, cancer patients. And he was curing them right and left with this machine. It was based off of Tesla technology. They came in, they rated it. They took all of his machines. They took his uh, research away and everything. And then there were people who rebuilt these machines and certain kinds of machines and better machines down in uh, South America, 85 doctors are now gone and missing. This is only, this is not, this is not a what? conspiracy theory. You have to look up 85 doctors, South America, gone or dead. No so way. They, they the same thing. Gone. So yeah, this is, this is a very scary thing. Another friend of mine escaped with his life. He didn't use his name. That's how I know about this. He got out of there. His friends are dead. So just because they were successful in curing cancer and you can't even say that you say i have a cure for this or a cure for that in america you go to jail that's so unreal it's such a crazy world we're living in right now it's yeah. ridiculous huh i know okay so What's next? What's what's next for you? What's what's your grand plan here uh, now? I mean, cause you've done quite a bit in life so far. You've lived a very full life, it sounds like. Which congratulations, that's awesome. I, 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 I I'm I'm inspired by people like you. I mean, tr tr truly, truly. I mean, I, I want to I want to pack every ounce of everything that I can out of this life. But what like what's next for you, or what are you currently working on? Like, what's kind of the broad vision moving forward of what you're trying to do? So I have a documentary that I've been shooting for about six years now. Uh, we're putting that together. I'm writing a book. We have a podcast on what happened in my life. And uh, it's, very, it's very interesting with what happened with my dad and certain things that people don't know about and depositions that I want to get out there and uh, people that I want uh, uh, to have talk that, you know, didn't get a chance when we were going through this whole thing. But 
uh, that's coming together. I have a few TV shows that are with production companies right now uh, with my production, um, with my producing partner and my production company. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. But what I, what I love doing, my boyfriend and I created a company called Breakthrough Naturally because we've seen so many people with underlying health issues like vitamin deficiencies, like sleep issues um, that are being diagnosed as mentally ill. Uh, you know, there, there's there. He works with kids and adults that have been diagnosed with ADD, ADHD. And funny enough, when he, you know, <laughs> when he goes, okay, let's get tested for this and this and this and this, and he starts to fix their imbalances, they don't have that anymore. The kids are fine. They can focus. They, they don't. They're not up and down with their moods anymore. You know, I'm not. And I'm not saying this is a, a cure all for everybody, right. but it works a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, staggering number of people have gotten better. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So we uh, found a man who created uh, micronutrients. It's, it, they're the, it's the most incredible form of nutrients that you can put in your body. It is, it's a nanotechnology and it is all the different kinds of vitamins for emotional health literally mm, for emotion wow. you will feel amazing too physically but you can feel the difference within 20 minutes of taking the vitamins you feel better and we have testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony uh with these vitamins they've been studied by 34 independent different universities that say these vitamins are the real thing they're That's doing awesome. what people are saying them they're doing yeah um so I, I just, if you are dealing with, you know, uh, ups and downs, you're dealing with like vitamin deficiencies. We literally have a support line. You can call and these people have been doing this for 15 years. Like, okay, what's, what's going on? And are you on medication? You know, uh, what, you know, have you been tested for vitamin deficiencies? Do you, um, you know, do you have candida, which is too much yeast, which can block a lot of nutrients in your, in your, um, in your gut. How's your gut health? They really go over everything with you, hmm. but your gut is so important to yeah. your brain health. And we've been hearing this for years yeah. now, right? So you take, you take one of our probiotics and you take our, our micro, uh, nutrients and you're going to, you're going to feel a difference. It That's just, awesome. you are. And so I'm so proud of what I'm doing. I'm helping so many people and I get, I get calls from people. I get letters from people. Thank you. You know, it took, took you a while, took you going, come on, try it. Come on, try it. You know, <laughs> to, to get me on it. Yeah. And I had a woman from Ireland call me. She ran out. She's like, I, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> I feel so different. I need the vitamins. So we had to ship vitamins to her in Ireland. But so it's, it is helping people and helping people stay healthy um, and go to this first before they, you know, go to a doctor and, and might possibly be diagnosed with something else where they have to be put on drugs. That's so awesome. just all we're saying is try the health version first. Yeah. Where can people learn more about that? Like where can people get these, these vitamins, these um, nutrients and stuff like that? Where can people find out more about it? Um, you go to breakthroughnaturally.com. Okay. Uh, it has a, and you can just call. We have, you know, five days a week. We have a support line. But yeah, breakthroughnaturally.com, you can read all about it. And uh, if you, you know, let's say in 30 days, you don't, you don't feel different. You don't like it. Get your money back. It's not, you'll never lose anything. It's amazing. You will though feel a different. There's not one person who's returned them yet. So. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, guys, we will, we will link that down below uh, as well in, in both the video, the audio versions of that. So to make sure to go check that out, because um, it sounds awesome. I'm definitely going to check it out, order some as well. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that. That's so cool. I think, once again, I'm all about the private sector, private business. Here we are, a world changer right here. Like you're like, hey, here's a problem. Let's go. Let's fix it. And I think that's how the world needs to operate. So props to you. I, I, I appreciate people like you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I don't, you know, I used to talk politics all the time. I actually did a political talk radio show in Las Vegas for a year. But because I have a bill that is very bipartisan, I just don't talk politics anymore. There you go. There you go. And, um, and so I'm sort independent and that's it. That's all I say because I'm like, I just want my bill getting passed and I want to save as many mom, dad, grandparents as I can and uh, make a better future for us because uh, we're all going to get old. So I just, I, I, I literally a few years ago just stopped talking politics. I love that. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm a pretty, uh, well, 
I'm definitely a controversial person when it comes to my you know beliefs on things from both sides. People love me on both sides and hate me on both sides because of sure. you know, my views on things. But I, I also I, I like uh, when when you are very focused on a particular thing that you're trying to do. Sometimes you got to pick and choose your battles. And I actually learned this. There's a mentor of mine. Do you know who Russell Brunson is by any chance? He spoke on Grant's stage. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I so, actually spoke spoke with him. Um, it was uh, two years ago at the 10X Growth Conference. He was up on stage. I, I was a speaker as well, so I got to meet him. Yeah, nice. Uh, Russell's a, a friend of mine. I love Russell. He's actually coming on uh, coming on the show very soon. Um, awesome. So yeah, so he, uh, he's super, super cool. And he asked me, me to speak at his event. Um, but anyway, he he taught me not directly, but by watching him, you know, operate, he stays out of politics. He stays out of pretty much anything controversial of any sort, except for funnels, right? Like that's all he's about. Well, and, and, and he's, he's religious. So, I mean, he talks a little bit about his Mormonism, but like it's funnels. And if you ask him about politics, it's somehow he's like, I'm talking about it. funnels, funnels, funnels. And so when you have a mission, when you have a goal, like there's nothing wrong with talking about politics. I think that everybody needs to be informed about it, but like, like you, you understand that you got to pick and choose your battles. And while you may have an opinion, yes. you're much more passionate about helping people better their lives. And that's going to take away from that. And I have, I have a lot of respect for that because that takes discipline because I, I know that you're an opinionated person. I can just tell. So I'm sure you have a very uh, opinions on a lot of things. Oh, like, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, do. Uh, I do. But I, I stay so neutral because you know what? I mean, unless I was doing a political show getting paid for it, and that was my life. It doesn't help anybody to argue. It yeah. just, I, I've learned that. I'm old enough. I know it doesn't change anything. You know, you might, you might change one person's mind, maybe. You know, but, but it. Hey, you, I respect everybody's belief. You yeah. know, I yeah. do have my own, and I'm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think that we need to have more open and honest conversation in this country. I mean, this whole cancel culture is just ridiculous. But at the same time, each person is called to their own different things. Some people are called to and have a passion about bringing people together and talking about those things and seeing the other side. For a lot of people, though, it just it just makes it worse, you know. And so know your role and know what you're good at in your zone of genius. And, you know, my brother, before he passed, he was incredibly involved in politics, right? He was known as, there was over a thousand people that RSVP didn't show up to his funeral. A thousand people from, I mean, Democrats, Republicans, gay, straight, every race, different countries, I mean, flying in. Why? Because like, that was his role. He, he just brought people together. He was instrumental with Democrats, Republicans, both. I mean, he just brought everybody together. It's like, let's just get along and get stuff done. And like, that's some people's role. And other people's role is stay out of it and go, you know, do your thing. And it sounds like you found yours which is absolutely awesome so okay um and who knows one day i may run and then you'll know hey there I we go <laughs> I, I, if you ever run hit me up and let me know i'd love to i'm sure the podcast will be tons bigger then so whenever you decide if you, if you ever decide to run hit me back up we'll have you back on the show and we can chit chat got it. Got it. um okay so real quick though um i i, I we do some rapid fired questions questions at the end of uh, the show. But before I do that, I want to give uh, you a chance just really quick recap anything that you want to say, share people, share with people where they can find out more about you, uh, what you're doing, anything like that. Okay, awesome. Uh, you can always find me at carriecasem.com. You can put that up. It's K-E-R-R-I-K-A-S-E-M, carriecasem.com. You can find everything I do uh, from my entertainment side to my news side to, you know, my nonprofit and my and breakthroughnaturally.com. So everything is up there. I do a lot of things. Yeah. So I wear different hats all the time. You can find me there. I also always, always answer my, uh, if you, if you do, um, if you're on Instagram or uh, Twitter or Facebook, if you leave a comment, I will answer that. I try and answer all the DMs I, I do. Sometimes there's too many, but <laughs> I get back to everybody who leaves a comment. So if you do that, I will get back to you. Uh, definitely. Um, you can also uh, find my emails too on all those sites as well that come to me. Amazing. All right, guys, we'll link her Instagram down below, those websites down below. Make sure to go check her out. She's awesome. It's been, Carrie, it's been really good to get to know you and uh, have this conversation with you here. I, I really appreciate you making the time to come on the, the show. Well, thank you, Josh. Okay, so hopefully it doesn't freeze on us here. Let's do some rapid fire questions here okay. real quick. Um, what's a bucket list item that you want to do that you haven't done yet in your life? Gosh, I've done so many of them. Um, I can tell. Um, bucket list item. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Base jump off of 
of uh, there's a there, there's a cliff in Norway that I want to base jump because it's basically um, I've been skydiving forever. I have hundreds and hundreds of jumps, so maybe that that was one of them that I want to do. So whether or not I do it, that was definitely a bucket list. Also, get my uh, pilot's license. I want to I want to fly a plane. So pilot's I, license I, and jumping off. You are just, I just love that. I, you're just incredible. You are an inspiration woman. I, that's awesome. Okay. Um, favorite airline to fly? Uh, Delta. Delta. I love Delta. That's my Delta favorite. then Southwest. I love Southwest. If it's a short two to three hours, I'm good. Anything over? I, you got to have first <laughs> class. I know. I, I know. I, Southwest. <laughs> we will pay for your first class. Just put one in. Um, yeah, I, I do like Southwest. I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, if you ever had the chance to go to outer space, would you? Yes. Okay. Um, do you have a favorite car or vehicle or thing that you prefer to drive? Oh, wow. Okay. I'm not, do I, I mean, I'm not driving it. Uh, right. I but mean, no, but like if you were to go and like dream car, even if it's impractical, right? Like my dream car, uh, you know, is probably the most impractical thing ever, but I, yeah. Um, a Koenigsegg probably. Wow. Um, I bet yeah, you most people don't even know what that is. Yeah. So I'm a big, I'm a big, big like sports car person. That's awesome. So I love that. Uh, there's, there's so many sports cars, Bugattis, um, definitely there was the saline that I fell absolutely Ooh. in love with. They don't make it anymore. It's so, so gorgeous. Anything that looks like formula one, you know, that's like for me, some of the McLarens, yeah. uh, like, uh, yeah, just so I'm trying to think if there's something that I've just gone crazy for over the last year. I think it was probably the Koenig said was probably like, that is that, yeah. so beautiful and so rare. Um, yeah. I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, that one. And then I guess I'm a big truck person too, an SUV person. So uh, I don't know. I it, I really want... I, I Does Elena drive yeah. an SUV? She does. She does. She does. She's she does. an SUV person, yeah. She is, she's an SUV person, absolutely. God, there's so many. I, I could make a million cars but i i mean their lamborghini even yeah. makes one you know and i i mean oh there's so many that i want to drive that i haven't driven yet so i can't say i want them until i drive them yeah i don't care i'm not the kind of one that like oh it's pretty like a g-wagon to me those are so good looking but they're so horrible they're not like everyday drivers i don't know how people do it yeah they, the turning radius is terrible suspension is horrible so i i'm look i, I want a nice like suv uh that looks good but i also want it to be able to yeah i want to i want it to drive one. yeah yeah so, yeah for sure okay uh i'll tell you that the porsche makes a phenomenal suv and it's not my favorite looking but the best driving best driving uh uh suv i've ever been in was was uh from uh, porsche the porsche huh. for sure Interesting. All right. Uh, two more questions for you. Um, <clears throat> if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? Here, because I'm living here now. There you go. They changed them. Where's here? I'm in California. California. So. Sorry. I thought we established that. I, I mean, apologize. we did. Yeah, no, we did. We did. <laughs> and, and I knew that, but just for the listeners that are, that maybe not, might yeah, not have caught in that. California, I do, I, I absolutely love Florida. Texas and Vegas. Oh, I like Vegas. So, yeah. And I like Florida too. I, I could move to any of those states. Okay. Last question for you. We asked this to everybody that comes on the podcast for the first time. Um, fast forward to the end of your life. You're on your deathbed. All of your success, money, influence, everything is gone. It's disappeared. However, every single person that you have touched and, and affected in your life, either directly or indirectly, you get to leave them with a final message. What is that message? I would have to say that The most important thing you can do in life is help people. Mm. That will make you the happiest person that you can be. You truly, truly help people. And and I, I it took me a long time to learn that in my life. Like everything was like, well, if I do this first, then I can do that. Yeah. Well, if I make this money, then I can do that. No, 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 that's not how it works. Start helping people. So really helping people. Like I, I have a um, a disaster relief group I work with. I've been I've been to six or seven disaster sites, including Haiti, all the earth, the Mexico earthquake, the flooding, everything. I, I immediately I have all my gear. I have my backpack. I have my my um, sleeping bag. I put it on. I put my gear on, and I go. And I want to. Sometimes I don't ever want to come back mm. because it's like, yes, it's hard work. Yes, it's it's sometimes scary. 
but you feel so good when somebody like looks at you and they're like, thank you. You yeah. saved my life. Or you yeah. saved my house or, you know, I, 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 you know, whatever it may be, it's like, Oh, it's, it's almost a selfish feeling because it feels so good when you help people. When yeah. I help the elderly, when I've saved somebody from being kidnapped across state lines and it takes me two years and, and, and asking people for money to get them a lawyer to, to bring mom or dad back because they want to live at home and die at home. And you've saved that person, you know, or you've saved a family, you brought yeah. them back together again, whatever it is, I'm giving people my vitamins and it's helping them, but you don't, little things can help people go volunteer at a hospital. Yeah. You know, go, go take meals to the elderly. It is the most rewarding thing you can do is to actually truly selflessly help somebody. You will never be happier. And that is what I would tell people around me. Go help more people. I love that. Carrie, thank you so much. This is such a powerful episode and I really hope people go and listen to it two or three times. So I appreciate your time. I know it's very, very valuable and it was uh, so good to have you on. I'm quarantined. What are you talking about? Oh, that's, I guess. That's right. You're like, I can't leave. Oh my gosh. It's pretty, yeah, it's getting crazy out there. Well, I do appreciate your time regardless um, because, you know, uh, we try to produce good episodes here and this was, this was quite the, quite the episode for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Guys, we'll link all of her information down below. Go check her out. Carrie Kasem, everybody. Guys, as always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world. I love you all, and I will see you on the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Peace. Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on, that you like my stuff, and that I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback, your ideas and your questions for future episodes. So be sure to hit me up on Instagram in the DM at Josh 40 or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com.